0: Welcome to Ponder Park, the podcast on personal development, tools, tips, and things that actually work. I'm the host, Brian Irwin, and I hope you find something life-changing in every episode. But enough about me, let's begin. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about my weight loss story, how I helped a friend lose 63 pounds and I lost... 83 pounds in total I've lost weight at different times in my life one segment was 52 pounds another one I think was 32 pounds and it was during this story of my friend losing his weight loss where the kind of uh, realization of this approach is highly effective and just works all the time every time if you follow the steps it does what it's supposed to do so we were at a restaurant and the lady came to see what we wanted to drink and I ordered unsweet iced tea When the lady left, my friend Adam asked me, do you really like that stuff? I said, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to drink. He's like, well, I could never do that. He had ordered Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper or something like that. I said, well, you know, when I cut out soda and all sugary drinks, this is what happened. And then I began to tell him my weight loss story. In the first month, I believe it was, after having had no soda, no sugary drinks, no chocolate milk, no orange juice, anything, I lost 23 pounds. And he was fascinated by that because at the time, he was weighing about 381 pounds and had always heard from his family, you need to lose weight. And he got to the point of being so resistant, he didn't want to hear anything about it. So the fact that my story was just coming along and letting him know what happened as a result of this one thing uh, piqued his interest and got him curious. And so, you know, we spent the rest of the night eating food and just having fun. And that was kind of the end of that thing. And now if we speed ahead to 2018, so this is back in, I think around December of 2016, when we had that at the restaurant, moving ahead to February 2018, I was talking to him on the phone one day, and I was like, you know what we should do? We should focus on weight loss. He's like, "Ah, you know, I've never been interested. I don't see how it works, blah, blah, blah. And I began to tell him my story again, because I knew that he needed to lose weight for one, how much he weighed, and two, he could do it. It's not complicated, and I kept reinforcing this idea of cutting out sugary drinks, no sodas. That's the big thing. That's just a simple step that somebody could do, and if they did it, they would see weight loss automatically, and I think by losing a chunk of weight, that kind of entices people to say, well, okay, how do I lose weight more formally? How do I actually do this predictively from week to week as opposed to just you know a hit or miss or one little one-trick thing that, okay, I did that thing and did this, and now I'm not really losing any more weight. So as a little side piece here, I've created a free PDF. It's on the website ponderpark.com. If you go to this episode's blog post, it'll be there to download. And it, it articulates, it outlines the entire process. I've separated into three phases. Each phase kind of describes each piece what you need to do. Super simple, not complicated. Once you've kind of done it for a week or two, you have it all committed to memory, and there's not really anything left to remember. It's just you continue So back to the story. So he agreed to lose weight, and for the first week leading up to actual weight loss, he fought me on this idea. He would say, I just don't see how it's going to happen. I cannot understand how by doing these few things, it's going to make my body lose weight. And I told him, look, just lose weight through me. Do what I do. Copy me. I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Just copy me. Do exactly what I'm going to do, and you'll lose weight. We speed ahead to one week after this. He does his way in he said he almost cried he had never lost weight in his life he had never tried to lose weight and he lost 10 pounds that first week needless to say he was hooked at this point and this was the beginning of another eight months we were consistent for eight months we encouraged each other we took pictures of our meals uh we discovered foods that would keep us full and this is really what the game becomes It is no longer about losing weight but about finding foods that are good, that taste great, that are healthy, that keep you feeling full. That's the challenge. It's a game of finding the foods that will make you feel full the longest because hunger and being hungry and and feeling those feelings of just – it's not fun. It's not good. So here's the method, and I'll just describe this. Like I said, there's a PDF on the website you can find. It goes through it, and you can print it out and put it on your wall if you want to do it. Essentially, you have phase one, which is your weekly subtraction goal. You figure out how many pounds you want to lose for the week. One pound is 500 calories. Once you have that number down, you're like, I want to lose one, two, or three pounds. You don't want to lose much more than three. It's not really healthy. Also, if you're on a larger size and you've been that way for a while, you're going to run into potentially sagging skin long-term. Not a big deal. Uh, You can do things to deal with that. But anyways, the second step is you subtract your weight or your weekly subtraction goal, how many pounds you want to lose per weight or week, from the BMR. Now, your BMR is your what stands for your base metabolic rate. It's just a number that represents, if you were to consume that many calories, you'll maintain your weight. You'll, you'll stay exactly the same. And then we subtract the 500 calories or the you know 1,000 or the 15, one pound, two pound, three pounds, from that BMR, and that gives us a daily target, or what I call the TBMR, the target BMR. Then we add this concept of what's called intermittent fasting. It's just an eating window. This is like a multiplier, though. So I hadn't known it the first time I was losing weight, and then we kind of just stumbled upon it uh, in the time when him and I in 2018 were started doing this. And it's essentially a, si- a time when you decide to eat during a certain eating window from, you know, typically it's eight hours or four hours or one meal. You can adjust those numbers, but uh, you pick one. And so I did what was the 816, so 8 hours of eating, and I don't sit there for 8 hours straight just constantly eating. It's just a window of when I can eat, and then outside of that is fasting, intermittent fasting. Um after you pick your intermittent fasting window, you have to figure out how many calories per meal and when do you want to eat? Like at the time that I was doing it, and the way that I mainly do it is I try to eat two meals. I don't really want to eat three meals in 8 hours. Uh, and if you fill up and in the beginning, I would just eat as many calories of that as I could and fill up and thinking that would do it. And I found that that didn't work. Um, so the next thing is splitting your meals, figuring out how many calories per meal. And now, you know, what your meals are going to consist of. And you just have to find food that is going to fit that. And that's going to fill you up. You can eat a piece of pizza or in one day I took, I think it was two pieces of pizza and like four chicken wings, right? Uh, way under what I would normally eat. I would have added many more chicken wings, maybe more sliced of pizza, but I fit my calorie or my TBMR for the day with that so I could eat whatever I wanted. And I found that I was hungry longer in the day. And that was all my calories for the day, but I decided to commit, I'm only gonna eat so many calories per day. And it was a learning experience. You can eat whatever you want, which is great. It takes that, that thought of like, that's bad food or this is good food. And it switches it to what food is actually gonna fill me up because that's the game. You want to stay full or feel full longer. Also, I found that coffee, if you add that in, it's a appetite suppressant. So in the morning, I would drink a cup of coffee, and that gives me two hours where I don't feel hungry. So that would kind of extend uh, where I would start my eating window. Not extend, it would push it further back as a way to think about it. I also had said this earlier, uh, no sugary beverages. The plain simple truth is if you're consuming soda, coca-cola mountain dew dr pepper whatever you're going to be kind of sabotaging your efforts with all that sugar if you have sugar in the body or anytime you eat for that matter it triggers insulin and if insulin is available or in the body in high quantities it turns off weight loss so you're essentially sabotaging yourself if you do that and with adam i told him no you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut out soda you're gonna have to cut out sugary drinks because he was drinking beers too that has sugar in it it's fermented sugar is fermented turns into acid Anyways, the point is you're just going to have to do it. And I think by uh, starting easy in this process, you find it easier to make these decisions that seem really drastic. You can use the onboard method uh, or the on-ramp method I described in the previous episode to get rid of sodas. Because you can do a cold turkey, and if you've been drinking soda for a long time, you're going to have caffeine withdrawals. About the fourth to seventh day, it's going to last, depending how long you've been doing it. Same thing with coffee, too. And lastly, for phase one, You just get your current weight. You figure out what that is. Now, I weigh myself in the morning and at night. Kind of like on the Weather Channel, when you see a high and a low for the day, I do that with weight. I like a high and a low. I'm all about the numbers and the data and what's happening and predictability and kind of math, so to speak. It's all an estimate for the most part. You're not going to be super, super, super precise. You can try to be, and maybe you're that kind of person where you want to be that precise. Uh, But you're you're trying to get as close as you can with a, a measurable um, repeatable process to do this with weight loss and that's phase 1 so in that first phase it's pretty much data collection you're just kind of deciding your window what calories you need to lose per day or or you know where you're going to stay with in and, you know think about it like allowance an allowance of calories you're allowed to eat any calories you want per day so that's kind of phase 1 phase 2 is your calorie count before you eat you just count the calories of whatever it is you've decided to eat What you'll find is the more you count the calories of the food, you'll start to eat the same things kind of all the time, uh, you know, week to week. And you automatically know like a banana, maybe a medium-sized to large banana is going to have 110 calories. Uh, A tablespoon of olive oil, I think, had 100 uh, or 75 calories. You'll start to find out that the, the weird things about the food you eat all the time, you know, a piece of bacon, how many calories? I don't know. I haven't had a piece of bacon in a while. Um, A baked potato might be 100 calories. A whole chicken breast might be 200 calories. A cup of rice, right? You'll start to notice these things and which foods fill you up longer, have less calories, and that's what the game is all about. Eventually, you can kind of mentally phase out of this concept of counting calories because you already know the food that you eat, the food that you like, the one that's consistently— Here's another concept. You want to lock in. When you find the food that you enjoy, lock in on that and stay there. If you can eat that thing over and over and over and the days are just going to start to go by, you know, the time's going to go by anyways. It's what you put in that is what you're going to get out of it. So that's the other thing. You count your calories of the meal. Again, there's a PDF on the website that just kind of, it's very simple. It's kind of bullet pointed. Step one, two, three, phase one, phase two, phase three. It simplifies. This might sound like a lot of information, but I'm trying to go over it so you get a glimpse of what we're doing. So the second part of phase two, which is after you've counted the calories of the thing you're going to eat, you take a photo of it. Like if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat two chicken legs, I want to take a photo of that and I want to, with my phone, I can add the calories beside it. So I have a photo and this is what I had for lunch and these are the calories. And it lets me create like this visual diary or this visual journal or this log of what I'm having day to day, week to week. So when I'm tracking the weight loss and... If it's up, if it's down, I can look back and see, well, what did I have on that day? Oh, I had this thing or, or you know, and you, you'll start to notice information about the food you're eating. You'll get this awareness of what's taking place. Why people gain weight and fail to lose it is they're not really aware of what they're consuming and the effects it's having on their body. And lastly, as you enjoy the meal. This is phase two. It's real simple. You count the calories before you eat it. You take a photo and then you enjoy it. You don't have to have guilt anymore. You now have control over what you're going to do with your weight. If you want that number to go up or down, you have the choices that you can make. And this, I think, is where people get tripped up is they hear all the things that they can't have a lot of times, not realizing that those things are actually choices. You can make those choices. You can have complete control over your weight and the number having it go up or down. I know some people, they are afraid of scales. It's a number. If you were on a flight somewhere and you heard that the pilot refused to look at the dials to correct course or to check to see if they were in a right, you wouldn't want to fly with that pilot. The same is true for weight loss. And it's odd to be scared of a number when that number just lets you know where you're currently at. It's a snapshot. Today, bang, slice. There it is. That's a slice of that moment, what you weigh. If you don't like that number, okay, now you know the goal. Go down. Get the number to go down. Do things that get it to go down. Most people don't know what to do to get it to go down. And as you start to lose weight, and you're in this one month, two months, three months, you're going to find that it's not hard. It's not difficult. And you're training yourself to make decisions and stick to them and actually carry them through to the end. So that's phase two. You count the calories before you eat it. You take a photo, and then you enjoy the meal. And phase three, you weigh yourself before bed. This is optional for some people. I know they don't want to do that. I'm all about the numbers. I want a high and a low because it lets me know. If I look at that on a graph, I can see the uptrend and the downtrend, and I get to see this kind of high and low along the way. So, anytime if I weigh myself, I say, "Oh, I'm, I'm three pounds. Why am I three pounds? I haven't lost anything." Oh, that's you know, I ate a meal last night, or uh, you know, I ate this thing, and my you know, it still hadn't adjusted. It, it's optional. Not everybody's going to want to do it. I personally prefer it. And lastly, well, not lastly, there's three things to this phase of phase three. You reflect on the day. How did it go? Did you stay on track? Was it difficult? Was it easy? How, do you feel hungry? Right? These are questions you need to at least ask or be aware that you're thinking about. They aren't reasons to get sad. <laughs> They're just things that you observe. Just like you would document something if you were studying it, weight loss is something we're going to study. We're going to try to figure out, and learn what it is that if we do this thing, we get that result. If we do that thing, we get this result. And the last thing of the day, this is phase three, simple. Weigh yourself before bed. You reflect on the day. You think about these other questions. And then you journal about it. You keep track of it. You already have your food journal, right? Your photo log of the meals. But this is more the psychological aspect of it, your emotions. And you reflect on your reasons. See, we hadn't really discussed that. What are the reasons you want to lose weight? In the beginning for Adam and I it was we wanted to get healthy. He definitely felt like he needed to get healthy, you know, 381, that's up there. He's a big dude, he's a tall guy, but he just didn't feel like he did when he was in college. Something that happens over time with this is your reasons will change their intensity of meaning. So with ours, we wanted to get healthy. As you start to lose a lot of weight, you start to feel healthy all the time and you don't feel that urgency of You know i i want to get healthy you now feel healthy so your reasons change over time and we found towards the end of this eight month trek that our reasons became weaker and weaker and weaker and we didn't know at the time we needed to stop and calibrate and and reevaluate our reasons and reinforce them pick better reasons more meaningful reasons that are harder to change over time so there's a pdf on the website ponderpark.com and you just find this episode Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us on Twitter at PonderPark or our website at PonderPark.com. Until next time, take it one ponderance at a time.